Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as the This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Munchkin Minute, your biweekly look into some tabletop gaming news and more. I'm your host, Dan Dan, the board game man, and this is your news for the week of September 20th, 2021. Today is a, kind of a follow-up to last week's top five, in which I covered a bunch of games that I was looking forward to at Gen Con for this year. So today I'm basically going to give you some news as to the buzz on the games that were either announced or talked about at Gen Con, or ones that I saw played a ton at the show. Now, it's a little less than most years, but nonetheless, it's a pretty good breath of games that, since we all want new news on games all the time, so this is at least a little bit of stuff that I was looking forward to from checking out all the buzz at the show. And I'll do my best not to cover too many of the ones that I already kind of mentioned on that other show, so there's not too much overlap, but definitely check out the top five uh, I think I mentioned 40-something games on that one. So it's really cool because most of those games were either available or for sale and demo, and I saw a lot of buzz on those. But I'm going to try to uh, not get into those, like I said, too much more. So first up, let's talk about Fantasy Flight. So they, on their in-flight report, which is always kind of the night before Gen Con starts, usually that Wednesday evening, uh, they announced the Outer Rim expansion called Unfinished Business, which is a pretty funny name because we've been waiting forever for an Outer Rim expansion, and uh, just putting it in there as Unfinished Business feels very... Uh, uh, very funny and very very good way to put it there. Now, there's no release date. It doesn't seem to have any content from The Mandalorian, so I'm hoping that means that we're going to see more expansions on the way. Uh, hopefully, maybe the third uh, installment or the second expansion will have uh, very Mando-centric kind of things to it. But uh, Outer Rim, which is kind of based on the old Firefly game that uh, that uh, Gale Force 9 put out, because it's kind of very much a pick-up and deliver, and you're you're doing a lot of uh, quests and uh, different uh, bounties or uh, contracts and stuff, uh, and you're going around the universe, and you have different factions you're getting uh, up and down with with your standing with the factions and some some fighting, and you're getting different crews and different ships. Really, really cool game. Outer, Outer Rim is a really good game, but it definitely needed a little bit more to it uh, since it is so good yet that you can play it out pretty quickly. But Unfinished Business hopefully will give us that little bit that we were looking for. Fantasy Fight also announced Descent Legends of the Dark expansion called Ghosts of Greyhaven. Uh, now, it can be incorporated as a side story in the Act 1 campaign that's included in the new Descent Legends of the Dark, or it can be played as a standalone adventure. Not a whole lot of information on any of these games as far as when they'll be out, especially with uh, kind of when they're done uh, kind of feel to Fantasy Flight as well, and also with all the shipping nightmares, who the heck knows. Uh, and the final thing that I saw this past week, they, uh, Fantasy Flight also announced a sixth expansion for Keyforge called Winds of Change, but it's kind of shelled for now as they work to, uh, you know, work out their deck building algorithm, which they said was broken. Uh, and they also, uh, you know, and again, not sure how long it'll be until they can fix that algorithm. And again, with all that uh, shipping and production delays, who knows when, but it's a, a lot of, you know, it's kind of better news that they kind of even said the sixth expansion because they originally, but right before they announced it, uh, they did say that the algorithm was broken and everything was kind of shelved or on hiatus and everybody was kind of very doom and gloom uh, with all that chatter uh, as far as when that came out. But the latest chatter is that it may not be as late as we initially thought 
uh, since they did announce that other expansion. Now it's just a matter of them getting their algorithm together. Now, what that means is basically they had this kind of program now put together uh, these decks so that no two decks of Keyforge were ever going to be the same. Now, something must have broke as far as, I don't know if it was from when they were adding in so many expansion cards or what, that things just weren't, uh, you know, and I'm sure there were a certain amount of each, you know, there's three factions in each deck. So, uh, and then sometimes you would have cross factions. So I don't know what ended up, maybe they put too many variables in there and it just broke down the, the algorithm, but, uh, but something happened there, but hopefully they'll get that fixed, uh, pretty good, pretty well, or pretty soon. So rather next move games announced a new Azul. It's called Queens garden. This should be out in quarter four. Now they kind of, everything I've seen is that this is more of a gamery Azul. Now Azul is already, you know, an abstract, a very family weight, a good entry-level abstract. Now, this one is going to have some new drafting and some new wrinkles to the game, uh, but they say it'll feel very familiar to gamers, but it'll be more of a gamery Azul, but it'll be very familiar to gamers. Uh, and I think Eric Martin said it has very much some elements of a quirkle feel to it, so it's probably matching either color or shape and things like that as you're playing Azul. But either way, Azul is such a great game series. There's like three or four games out for it now, uh, and they're all very, very cool and have a little different feel. So uh, Queen's Garden, again, should be out later this year. Now, Asmodee announced a new Seven Wonders. This is Seven Wonders Architects. Now, this will be a standalone kind of family weight, family friendly Seven Wonders type game. Uh, this will be released in the fall of this year, uh, hopefully uh, late quarter three, which would be pretty much today or, or next month. But anyway, so it's probably before the end of the year and it'll be about $50. Now, what they pretty much said about the Seven Wonders Architects is that uh, Antoine Bowser really wanted to make more a game that was a little more family friendly for his friends and so easier to get into. Uh, now, they say players will receive an unconstructed wonder at the beginning of the game and must collect resources to build their society, develop military might to navigate conflicts, and oversee res resource management, research, scientific, improve scientific improvements, and collect civil victory points. Sounds just like any other uh, any other Seven Wonders games, but it should be uh, you know, a little bit easier to get into. And this one is still two to seven players and playing in about 25 to 30 minutes, uh, but it should be a lot lighter of a game to get into. WizKids announced Star Trek Missions. Now, this is based on their Fantasy Realms engine. Uh, so Fantasy Realms is a smaller card game where there's basically a deck of cards, which is, I think it's only about 50-something cards. Uh, now, the, basically the way it is, you've got seven cards. You either you draw a card and you kind of discard a card. So the way you score points is at the end of whenever there's 10 cards that are kind of out in the, in the play area. You kind of look at your hand and then you see, uh, you know, kind of what you've got. Because you can actually, when you draw a card, you either draw it from the discard pile or from the uh, draw pile. Now, with the Star Trek one, we'll have a couple of different decks that you'll be drawing from. Now, as you play the game, the different cards in your hand will kind of trigger off each other at the end of the game for these points. So some points, some things will give you negative off of other cards. Some things will pump up other cards. Some things will blank out other cards. So it'll be interesting to see how they have... Uh, you know, how they do with the Star Trek theme with different captains and people on the team and probably different missions or other things that will go along with that. So that should be really cool, but it's uh, it'll be early next year and only about $20 since it is only basically a deck of cards. Uh, what's really cool about Normal Fantasy Realms is they have an app, since some of the scoring can get a little bit uh, hairy as far as to figure it out, they have an app that you can just kind of plug in everybody's cards that they've got and it just spits out what your score is, so it makes it a little bit easier so you don't miss anything. So hopefully they'll uh, kind of update that app for the Star Trek mission. So shouldn't be that hard because as long as they plug in all the variables, it should be pretty easy for them to do. 
XYZ Labs had showed off uh, Titania Ascending. Though what's cool about this one is this is a co-op flip and write. Now, this is from the same company that brought the really cool, it was a lightweight family game about knitting, or I think they call it Fiber Arts, called Arch Ravel. So you're kind of getting different colored yarns, and then you're kind of putting them together to get cards or contracts to uh, you know to score some points. Uh, and I really kind of dug uh, that game. But this one, Titania Ascending, I'm not going to go into kind of how the whole co-op thing goes, but basically a flip and write where you're kind of flipping over different cards and drafting these cards and putting drawing things on your little board and or your little pad score sheet. And then each round will be different ways uh, where you're going to be filling in your map and then using your map in the raid phase uh, to send your forces in onto the field. So there's a lot of different ways you're going to have to uh, you know, take up against the, the, the monsters out there, so to speak. So this looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm not sure again, not a whole lot of information as far as when to go out, but this is one that did catch my eye that I saw people talking about, uh, checking that out as well. AG had a lot of buzz around the card game 10. Now this game, uh, they had some that was released at Gen Con, uh, but they'll be mostly uh, released, I believe, next month uh, is when we'll see most of it uh, as far as the the full release of it there. Uh, but it's a pretty cool push your luck type game that they talk about. Um, it's a uh, it's a push your luck card game with some auction in it. They say it's a uh, for the whole family. Players draw cards one at a time, trying to add as many as they can without exceeding the val- total value of 10 or you bust. Now, you may push your luck to draw more cards and use the currency to buy additional cards and attempt to build the longest number sequence in each color. When valuable wild cards emerge from the deck, players compete in auctions to obtain them in order to fill the gap. So very cool. This is going to be, uh, I believe this one is only about, uh, again, $20 there. It's one of five players, plays in about 30 minutes. Very, very light, cool card game. Uh, AG is really good at putting out this type of games uh, as well. Now, a great thing about Gen Con 2 is that publishers often get early copies of their games, and then you kind of see, you know, or the games that are going to be out for uh, Kickstarter that are coming soon, they get like a copy to show off at the show. Uh, but it's still really cool. That, you know, they don't necessarily sell them, but uh, and they're still coming on their way to backers. But it's really cool to get demos, and that's kind of how they get buzz for for more sales of those games. So a few that I did see that looked really cool, and I saw kind of some videos of of some of these uh, demos as well. Car Wars by Steve Jackson Games. Uh, Return to Dark Tower, uh, which was uh, a really looked game by Restoration Games, really looked great. The final, uh, you know, have a final look to that was Thunder Road Vendetta, also by uh, Restoration Games, and then Role Player Adventures also looked very, very cool in its finished form. Uh, boy, I can't wait to to check out Role Player Adventures because they, you know, you've already got a role player, and then they've got the uh, the the role player. Uh, Cartographers, uh, which is a really solid game as far as a, a, a flip and write. Uh, also, an absolutely, you know, absolutely amazing app to that one as well. Uh, so, just to see, you know, Role Player Adventures kind of has that more of a game book feel uh, out on a, uh, on the table. Uh, again, this is by Thunderworks GM and, uh, and ah, looks so good. Uh, check those out as well. And then finally, uh, well, I got two more quick ones for you Holly Jolly by Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle. This was one I did mention that I wasn't sure if it was going to be for sale. Uh, also, by 25th Century Games, but uh, it looks like they had some advanced copies, and it was a huge hit, judging by a lot of the buzz that I saw on Twitter and from f- some game, uh, some friends at the show. Uh, it's a very light card game for the whole family about decorating a tree with lights and ornaments and, and a whole lot more. But check that one out this holiday season, Holly Jolly as well. 
And then Funko Games teased a legacy-style Jurassic World game that'll be out next year. So you'll, uh, I think it's late next year. So there's plenty of times, but keeping an ear here, because I'm sure I'm going to have uh, over the next six months or after about after the beginning of the year when more information comes, I'm sure I'll have a lot more information on that one. Let's go over some five really quick Kickstarters here, or as quick as I can possibly do it for you. First, uh, the Artemis Odyssey. I mentioned this one that was coming a while ago. It's about another week left by the time you hear this one, and it is well-funded. This one is uh, really cool game. Uh, this is a, a real re-implemented game, uh, but this is by Bruno Fiduti and Serge Leger. Uh, this is 14-plus uh, age, but, you know, it's more uh, complex game. One to five players. It plays in about 45 minutes, and not probably really about an hour, an hour and a half, but really looks cool. It's kind of an, uh, an action selection game where people are putting actions from one to ten as far as they'll put theirs in a mix of uh, of everybody else's. So as they'll go down, you may have no idea what actions are coming, uh, but everybody's using these actions uh, to go about and and you know, generate their points and, and check out their uh, you know their uh, space systems. But it really looks pretty cool. Uh, there's planet star. I mean, really a lot of cards and uh, a lot of a lot of solid things in this game. Uh, this one is going to be for sale for fifty five dollars, uh, and it should be out uh, sometime. Uh, next year or early 2023 as far as the release, uh, but only $55 to get in on that one. Another one which making kind of a comeback. Now, Stoneblade Entertainment, they made Soul Forge, which was a digital game years ago, about probably six or seven years ago. Uh, it was a very solid app that I really liked playing. Uh, these are the guys that, uh, that made, this is from Justin Gary, uh, that made Ascension, but this is by Richard Garfield and Justin Gary put out Soul Forge. Uh, now they're putting out Soul Forge Fusion, a hybrid deck game. So it's opposite of what a lot of other things went where they used to have, uh, you know, things would go from the, the, the board to app form. So this is taking the old app game and putting into uh, the board game version. Now this is, uh, you can get in on it. Uh, there's other levels, but $65 will get you up there, which gets you uh, in on a little Kickstarter experience and some play mats and stuff. Uh, but it might be a, uh, a lower pledge where you don't get the play mat. I think you can get it in for $40 there. I went in on a $65 here just to get a couple of the play mats there. But it's a really cool two player game has kind of a, almost a CCG feel, but you're kind of doing kind of like the uh, smash up thing where you're taking half of one deck and half of another, and then you're choosing your, uh, you know, your kind of, uh, you're, I don't know what they call them. The they're basically your your persona who actually levels up throughout the game as well and gives you a once per generation uh, uh, ability that you're going to use. Uh, but it's really cool that you're going to get a bunch of decks in uh, in this. So they'll probably be putting out a whole bunch of different types of decks as well. So it'll have that KeyForge feel where there'll be randomized decks. And what's really cool is that anybody that was in on the first, uh, which I was in on a first, you'll have your name, the first Soul Forge, when it first came out digitally, you'll have your names will be randomly put into their kind of randomly generated deck builder and uh, deck namer as well. So this one looks pretty cool if you're into that sort of thing like I am as far as the lane combat. This is a lane combat game where you kind of, you, you get to put out two cards and somebody else puts out, you know, your opponent puts out two cards and then they kind of trigger as far as battle goes. Uh, and then you sweep out and then the other person goes for each generation. Each person gets to go first once before it goes on to the next level. And then as you play a card, the upper, you know, the next level of that version goes into your deck or into your uh, discard pile for when you shuffle as well. So you'll be getting cards will kind of level up on their own. And that's kind of the reason why this was originally digital only, because it really did a lot of things that weren't really easy to do in kind of a deck, uh, you know, or a tabletop way. So check that one out. Soul Forge Fusion, this is well, well funded. Uh, and it's got about a week and a half to go. Next up, we've got One Deck Galaxy. Now, this is by Asmati Games. Now, these are the same guys that brought you One Deck Dungeon. And now this is kind of the... Um, 
kind of the, I don't want to say it's a retheming, but it's kind of an updating and space theme of uh, the old uh, one deck dungeon. Um, and they say a whole galaxy in one deck, glorious civilization from spacefaring newbies to galactic leaders in a solo co-op tabletop adventure. Now, hopefully they'll also put an app out for this eventually because one deck dungeon has an amazing app uh, to get in on this one. You can get one game for about $25 or you can get two games for $45. Uh, the art is fantastic. The gameplay is amazing in this. So definitely check that one out. Uh, one Deck Galaxy. Uh, next up, Verdant. This is by Flatout Games. Now, what Verdant is, is kind of a game all about making kind of uh, at-home, uh, plant, you know, uh, owning plants and uh, having your own plant collection at home. Uh, puzzly spatial board game about house plant collection and care with gorgeous artwork by Beth Sobel. Yes, her art is absolutely amazing. Uh, this is a pretty cool game because you're basically... You've got cards out there, and you, and then there's kind of also some chits. So you're drafting a card and a token. Uh, so they'll have the cards, two rows of cards, and a token between. You're going to draft a card and a token, and then you're going to add them to your home, which is basically your tableau. And this is kind of have a nice little spatial thing where, depending on where you put things above and below, part, parts of your house are going to have other types of, uh, you know, whether it be full sun or no sun or half sun, depending on where you put the plants, if it matches that, uh, you'll get some bonuses and and some points as well. And you're going to want to kind of, uh, you know, arrange your house depending on how your drafting goes. So it looks very, very cool. Uh, check that one out. This one uh, you can get in on for about $30 there. Uh, and it should be out sometime next year, about this time next year, uh, for about $20, $29. Or you can get the Kickstarter edition, two of them, for 56 So you can get a couple copies for a little bit of a little cheaper there. But very looks looks a very, very lightweight, uh, very nice-looking game with uh, some nice bits. And, and Flat Out Games has been doing a lot of really good, uh, like Cascadia had a lot of nice bits and great game played. Uh, as well. And Calico is the same. They were also put out by Flat Out Games. So check out Verdant. Well, well funded. Uh, this one just started uh, within the last couple of days. So you've got uh, a month to go. So you got plenty of time to check this one out, but it is well, well funded as well. And then finally, uh, what would be, what would Munchkin Minute be without a grandiose game like this? So this is Masters of the Universe, the board game Clash for Eternia. Uh, this is by Simon or Come On. Uh, and it is every bit of what you think a Simon game would be. It's huge. It's got a lot of minis. It's grandiose. It's a million cards, million dice. It is gigantic. It looks amazing. And it is about $110. Uh, it'll be out sometime late next year. Uh, and I believe that it'll probably, it'll probably get delayed a little bit with all the shipping and stuff. But not that they can't pull it off. But knowing everything that's going on, it might be a little later than that. But still... You got about two weeks to go on this one. It's over a million dollars. Check it out. There's a ton of stuff you can get in on. A couple, of, a bunch of add-on stuff, a bunch of things that uh, are in there that you're going to want to check out. Especially if you're a kid of the '80s like me, uh, there are a ton of add-ons, and He-Man just really scratches that very cool gaming itch. Uh, and this is that kind of grandiose come-on game that we've been looking for with an absolute great theme on it of He-Man and Masters of the Universe. So uh, check that one out, and it looks absolutely amazing like i said so uh that'll wrap it up today uh thanks for joining me today if you see any news you think i'd like to feature shoot me a message at geek jock dan on twitter please check out our majorspoilers.com for more content by steven and the rest of the major spoilers crew and check out the geek all-stars podcast where i do a show uh, with my co-host chris as always i'm dan dan the board game man i'll see everyone in two weeks for another munchkin minute This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.